And we are absolutely back with another All Gear No Game episode. And I filmed one by myself after the Guido Canetti um, masterclass and the Daniel Santos masterclass. It was like a nine-minute video. Kellen had it all edited and was ready to go get that out. What was it on the um, on Monday after the fight? And computer absolutely crashes. And so I would just like scrap that. And also you were sitting right there when it happened and I told you. So thanks. <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait. I wasn't sitting there when you filmed it. No, as I got done editing. Oh, yeah. But I was yeah, really yeah. relaxed about it. Then after it's one of those things that slowly builds up and it's like... Wait, I didn't know that it crashed. You didn't say it crashed. And my computer, after after I d- got done at f- editing everything and getting ready to post it, computer crashed and it didn't save. I was like, I'm not going back and doing it again. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, but every day is amazing. You want to know why? Even if things might be really hard for you, but when you get those alerts on your phone, on <laughs> freaking UFC news alerts, that all these absolute bangers are coming out every single day. We're going to close the year off here with a bang. And last year, I said that, that like, that it was, was the one biggest, of the best closing yeah. stretches ever, but no, it's this. But first, before we get into it, but no. a movie review? For, of the Harrigan's phone? Yeah. Uh, give yes. me that star we rating. always have to give one movie review or tv show review this is just like name of the game it's i guess tradition but it's like the podcast that i would want to do but like that i, I would want to do but i can't <laughs> um <laughs> just kidding but no we watched a movie on netflix called mr harrigan's phone mm-hmm and stephen king novel yeah it was like a stephen king one and it also has the kid that's in it in it and i think he's in something else but he's a good actor and it's it was actually really good we thought it was going to be really scary but or at least kellen was like oh it's a really scary movie like i didn't even know what it was about going into it he just said that a new movie came out so we watched it and um it wasn't didn't get the greatest reviews really it didn't get a 45 of google likers you know what that just goes to show that we should never listen to that 45 percent of google people liked it that's what i mostly go off of you know see that's why kellen it's so annoying because (laughs) it will take us literally two hours to find a movie because he he googles them to look at the review like the ratings and we liked that movie and didn't even look it up and that only has a 45 and if we looked it up before we probably wouldn't watched it because that's too low for kellen to watch isn't it no yeah well yeah actually yeah yeah i would have been like it's a waste of my time but you know what no, it wasn't literally. because it was the biggest pleasant surprise of all time because i hate when things are building up and then the horror movie then the jump scare you know well there it was, was none a of pleasant that. surprise for me because kellen talked it up like it was gonna be a really scary movie and that we are gonna find all these like dark secrets and all these bad things and then really it wasn't it wasn't that bad it was more like a thriller and it was more of like a friendship like a movie about friendship in a way yeah so it wasn't bad and i've been absolutely pounding bianca on all this stuff because i am right all the time last episode remember i said freaking adam sandler is zohan and then she's like was like the dude in mr harrigan's phone he plays uh mr snow snow in hunger games and she's like i don't trust you i'm like oh yeah remember let's fact check that so he's in which hunger games hmm hunger games donald sutherland the hunger games yeah he's in it right doesn't quite look like it bro 
It doesn't show up on his movies. But he is. Wouldn't that be the number one movie that comes up? What the frick? Yeah, yeah, he's right here, dog. Doggy, he's right here. Cornelius Snow. Flex on him. So she can never count me out on anything I say now. That used to be her thing. And I'll admit, I'm absolutely, absolutely terrible. Yeah, I'm good at knowing actors and like what they're in and also i'm good at like look-alike actors too like what people remind me of i had to write a script actually too for a class and it's that i wrote no the one that we wrote together duck is a good actor i'm not gonna lie that's why she's really good <laughs> behind the camera she doesn't act like how she is in real life <laughs> she's such a liar I'm also she gets into it too she's like let's it. run it from the top Oh my god, because you have to hear it from the beat. That's not even true. You did that multiple times. And I'm like, top. bro, we just rewrite it. And then we use the clacker that we use as started as the scene. Kellen can't do a scene to save his life. I can't act. I wrote the script and I don't know the lines. You co wrote the script. I would say I wrote about seventy five percent of it's a that. It's solid seventy five twenty five. <laughs> it is yes you know what's been depressing though i'm not gonna lie is the fact that on saturdays i wake up and kellen's not a big college football guy so when the past like two out of the four weeks haven't had any ufc it's been it's been rough finding things to do why hasn't there been ufc just venues and scheduling but we're about to get lame we're about to get absolute you're just playing with this i'm sorry go ahead every single day Magomed Uncle Live today versus Jan Blachowicz. We'll get into all these. Got a fun show for you guys, so stick <laughs> around. <laughs> okay, so but what? Okay, the main thing oh, that yeah. I took away from the, uh, I had a few key points that I was doing in my episode. My key takeaways that never got posted. All right, clip this right now from the what was it? Who even fought? Mac Dern. Mac Dern versus Yan. <laughs> so main thing. Daniel Willy Cat Santos. All right. This is the man with a plan, man on a mission. You, we, as the UFC collectively, I am going to say this right now. You have to protect this man. Okay. Give him good. This is distracting. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. There's a flight sweater on the ground, and I <laughs> love playing with things. Okay. God, okay. I hate you. But Daniel <laughs> Willy Cat Santos, okay? This is the man that the UFC must protect at all costs, and I'm going to give you some reasons why. One, mini Charles Oliveira. Two, shoot the box, speaks for itself, marches people down, fights exactly like our our boy Charles Oliveira is going to be fighting at UFC 280. Going to be the most insane fight of all time, and I'm hyping it up, and I think it's going to live up to all expectations, okay? But Daniel Santos versus... Uh, John Castaneda was probably one of the sickest fights ever. I was in the shower, okay? Got out of the shower, missed the whole first round. Who would have knew that Daniel <laughs> Santos got a shin wrapped around his noggin and got stunned and wallowed like three different times? I got out of the shower, went in, looked at my phone. All I saw was the last 10 seconds when John Anik is screaming and I see Daniel Willicott Santos throwing a spinning heel kick and it oh lands on John Castaneda and he keeps marching down. You would have never known that this guy got absolutely shelled in the first round. And then the second round, this this is what makes him so unbelievable. Him and Charles. The fact that you can absorb so much punishment and still march down your opponent, throw legit strikes, rips to the body, hooks that break his guard, throws knees, that's what abs- that's what knocked out John Castaneda. But he just, we he melted an absolute amazing fighter right in front of our eyes. And Castaneda is seriously 
after his Eddie Wineland fight, and then who else did he beat? I forget, but he is legit. And the fact that Daniel Santos, this is his second fight in the UFC, comes in and does that after fighting a tough Julio Arce speaks volumes. And he obviously doesn't talk a lot, but the UFC, we need to build this man up. He Out of all a ton of the guys in the UFC at 135 pounds, he needs to be a priority. And obviously, there's not a ton of easy fights and stuff, but it's just... There's just something different, okay? In, in a star-studded division, this guy, when you get to do like Charles Oliveira, anything remotely similar, we have to just lock that in and make him as big a star as possible. One thing that concerns me, obviously, him just like Charles, because Daniel is younger, we can't be taking so many shots of the noggin. We can't be taking that many shots, especially when we're trying to build up your career. But... <laughs> That's just going to come with the territory, especially when he says, you know, I like to take the guy's best shots and then give them my best shots. It's not the best strategy, but it makes for a really exciting fight. But that's what I want to say about Daniel Santos. I absolutely love him. I had him on my list of top, top, what was it? I did like three or four months ago, the top six best fighters that have come out from 2022. Javi Bashra was on there. Daniel Santos was on there. GD Jugwani, Jalatan Almeida, guys that are taking over the UFC. Um, yeah, UFC, please protect our mans. Get him good fights and work his way work his way up into the top 15 because he's going to be must-watch TV every single time. Star in the making. <laughs> um, and then obviously what what do we have to say? I I didn't really I didn't really hit on my uh Guido Canetti thing where oh. I said <laughs> the oldest fighters in the UFC. Yeah. Uh Francisco Francisco Tornado looks fantastic. Guido Canetti beat Zohan just exceeded all expectations. Isn't he, is he the guy that got he, he did the video hmm? for you, Guido? No, that's Clay Guida. Clay Guida. <laughs> yes, the caveman. Yeah. But, oh, okay, but he's older too, huh? Oh yeah, he's older, but not as old as Guido. Guido, what is oh, Guido? Okay. Like forty-two. I thought. And that he looks fantastic. Was... I know. I get it. I, I every time, Clay Guida is an, a legend. Every time I think of a guy named Guido, I think of Clay Guida Clay in the back Guida, of my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't the only one. Okay. Clay Guida could be another one of those guys that's like that, though. He's an ageist wonder as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's like 39. Though. I don't know if he's 40. He he's might be 40. Clo- he's probably he's getting close. there. But nobody at this age looks as good as Francisco Trinaldo and Guido Canetti. Those guys can withstand the tests of time. Because going in that's and beating so sick. Zohan Costa, after that guy went toe-to-toe with uh, Tony Kelly and Adrian Giannis, the way that he makes guys the way the, something that makes him special you don't believe that he's gonna lose because no matter where he is in the octagon he can be pressed up against the s- side of the fence or he could be in the middle no matter where if he's pressing the pace or if the other guy is trying to press the action his leg kicks keep everybody at bay and his power and explosiveness like, like that's probably why he loses some fights is because he's so explosive in the first round and wants to get a finish that he probably gasses out a little bit but i mean Mana Martinez, tough-ass guy, and Randy Costa, those are nice feathers in your cap, and I don't care what anybody says, he has a lot of fight left in him. Same with Francisco Trinaldo, who arguably could have took rounds two and three, and it was super close in round one against um, Rude Boy Brown. But that's all I'm going to talk about from last week's card, because those kind of were the main ones. Obviously, Yonjo Nan looked really good, but I'm not going to bore you guys about stuff that already happened. happened okay, Let's look into stuff that... <laughs> is coming in the future but so this is gonna be this saturday's card yes okay uh, what i was thinking though it's actually dope is i wonder if this has ever happened 
probably never happened. And this just goes to show how much the sport has evolved. But we had Corey Sandingham for Song Yunong. Chinese main event. In the Chinese guy in the main event. Then we go, next one was Mackenzie Dern versus Yan Jianan. Uh, yeah, Yan Jianan. And two Chinese people back to back. Okay, now we're going to another fight card where it's women headliners again. That's sick. Yeah. Back to back women headliners, two Chinese people. Like that, I think that's pretty dope. And yeah. I don't think that's back to back Chinese people ever headlining a card. I don't, that's all, th- those are things that happen in Kellen's brain. So that just shows you where I'm at. Other people wouldn't even think twice about <laughs> that. But I just think it's pretty dope. And that, and they're sick ass cards too because the women, the women's fight between. Mackenzie Dern and Yandro, not a high-ass level. And then this one between Alexa Grasso, probably my favorite women fighter. So who's and Chinese then? Nobody. I'm just saying it's another women. It's just like really odd main events. Oh. Because there's not a ton of like high-name Chinese fighters yet. Yeah. And the fact that there was two in a main event, and now we have a back-to-back women main event, it's dope. That is cool. And this fight, this main car, I'm actually like pumped as shit for the uh, main event. It's going to be wild because Alexa Grasso's boxing, some of the best in the UFC for sure. And her move up to 125, best move for her. And I honestly think that she could, she could definitely make a title run. I mean, she is obviously, but she could, it's not out of the realm of possibility because whenever girls fight Valentina Shevchenko, it's always like, except for the last one is Ketlin Vieira. It's always like, I don't know, dude. What is it? Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't Kellen Vieira. Kellen Vieira is a 45er. Who fought Valentina? Bro, it was... Steel Trap's getting rusty. Dude, yeah. Steel Trap is getting preoccupied with <laughs> other stuff. <dog>. Steel <laughs> Trap is getting, like, dementia right now. Dude, who, who did she fight? Dog, dog, dog. Bro, it was a Brazilian dog. Kellen Vieira is too big for her. It was... I'm pulling up right now. Why can't I remember this? Tyla Santos. The same fighter, basically. The same fighter. But is Tyla Santos is a beast mode. That has the eyes? Hmm? No. That's <laughs> Verna Janjidoba. That's so rude of you to say that. No, the eyes? She just has really beautiful big eyes. Verna's an absolute Wait, killer. can you show me so, a picture of Verna? Oh, God. I just want to see. She has a... If it's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, Verna's the ki- a killer. She has, uh, yes, I think she did like she a special is. dance on or uh, on her walkout. So Ariel Hawani has a picture of her. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, but let's get to this main card, okay? Because there's some serious fights on here that are money makers. So I'm just going to give you my rundown of like the, the stars, stuff. okay? Tatsuo oh, okay. Taira. Tatsuo Taira. He made his UFC debut against Kit- Carlos Candelario. You guys already know about him. Super well-rounded. One of my favorite like intro to the UFC performances. Like Tatsuo Taeda is an absolute killer, okay? Joe Anderson Brito was supposed to fight our boy Melsic Bagdasarian, mm. but then Melsic broke his hand. Melsic, Melsic was 2020 best prospect that we found I in the did, UFC. Yeah. Um, and then what was the next one? Victor Henry versus Rafael Sunset, okay? Victor Henry was not in the UFC at all. Took some major shots against Howie Barcelos, who bounced back big time against Trevin Five Star Jones a couple weeks ago. Victor Henry arguably one of the greatest UFC debuts I've ever seen in my life. Fight, going in there, fighting against Tony Barcelos. Nobody is counting him in. Victor Henry fights like a coach wants you to fight. Absolutely clean everything. Super exciting. Take shots. Has a chin of absolute granite. And he's probably the one that I'm honestly most excited for just because of how 
insane his fight against Howney Barcelos was because at the time Howney we're like thinking this guy's gonna go on a run here and become one of the best bantamweights that we like know currently because like mm-hmm. Howney's run is a bit limited because he's getting up there in age but he looked fantastic his gas tank was incredible because he usually like gases out a little bit but Victor Henry pump for him getting his shot against Rafael Sunsal it's gonna be there's so many close ass fights here I'm pissed that Milsic Bagdasari broke his hand though okay Cussing but a lot today Dushko Dodorovic is back <laughs> and then Brandon Royval versus Askar Askarov Askar Askarov is gonna have a flame under him after losing to our boy Kaikara France dude this fight is going to be so crazy because we know raw dog Brandon Royval he loves to get in a little bit <laughs> I of scrapper when we heard that for the first time <laughs> bro Brandon raw dog I'm taking my mic out for this one this is a special episode today You've been taking Ask your mic out lately. Askarov versus Brandon Royval is going to be probably one of the fights of the year. Almost can guarantee it. If there's anybody that Askar Askarov needs in his life right now, because we know Askar, he's been really dominant in all of his fights, and he loves to... Oh, really? You take the mic out, mic out too? Wow. <laughs> okay, first what, of all, I started now? doing this first, and then you... Yeah, but then I realized but that my setup is we, so baller that it, I don't need it. Yeah, it was when we had the old stuff, and you couldn't... We couldn't move this without making too much noise. Yeah. But this is what Asgard needed is Brandon Royval, a man that's going to push the action, never in a boring fight, even if that may put, like, he's okay at putting himself in danger just to, like, find somehow to get a victory, no matter how the fight's going for him. And he's kind of picked his um, he's kind of picked it up after losing to Brandon Moreno because he was kind of on, like, a little bit of a rough patch there with, uh, because, like, he was, like, legit looking at becoming a title contender and then he lost to brandon brandon got the title shot and then he lost to pantoja pantoja's gonna get a title shot soon but now he's picked it up against bontarine and matt schnell um and so do we need to make an episode though about comebacks because there's some seriously good comebacks this year like matt schnell kim kardashian um yeah and who else our boy Drew Dober came back against Terrence McKinney. And then obviously, like Daniel Santos, there's been so many. I want to make a list of my favorites. Oh, Douglas Silva, the Andrade versus Sergey Morozov. That was a whack. But yeah, <laughs> now. But yeah, so Askar Oscar, he needs Brandon Roy. He needs Brandon Royville in his life right about now. It's going to be a wild <laughs> fight. Jonathan Martinez, though. This is the star man of the card versus Cub Swanson. Really? Cub's coming off that dub over Darren Elkins, I believe, right? Yes, nod. Uh, okay, uh, just give me a blank face, jeez. You have you're literally, acting like you're watching a video. You're so weird. <laughs> you are acting like you don't have the internet right in front of you that you can look it up. Isn't the internet just such a useful tool? Look yeah, at that. But it's Darren also Elkins, not. Kellen. So you were wrong, or no. you were right? You were right. I'm never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Martinez instant analysis right now he's going to absolutely I'm sorry I know I Dan Argetta interviewed him he's the man Cub Swanson's his man dude Jonathan Martinez is the absolute dude and he's going to put it on Cubby this is not a good <laughs> fight for Cub Swanson look I, I want I want to be wrong here but Cub Swanson <laughs> Jonathan Martinez poses a lot of problems for the best bantamweights in the world. I have a feeling you don't want to be wrong here. Is this going to be a 135? 135? Yeah. It's going to be tough for Cub here. (laughs) 
we're putting money down on Jonathan Martinez. I was going to say, so is your dad going to bet on the Jonathan Martinez? The dude has Martinez? the best striking in the bantamweight division. And I'm honestly, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to ride right now. There's better fighters, sure, maybe. But Jonathan Martinez right now, pound for pound, probably has the crispest striking, especially when the fight stays clean. I like his last name. You'll hear that a hundred times out of ten. You'll hear that a hundred times out of a hundred. <laughs> Because you, you don't get the opportunity. You can't hear something 100 times out of 10 because 10 the cutoff. So I don't know where I just made that phrase up from. But 100 times out of 10. Daniel Cormier will say it every time. Even Dominic Cruz will. So if Dominic Cruz is saying it, Kellen's going to say it too. And it can't be wrong because Dominic Cruz said it. And he's the smartest analyst of all time, apparently. So, Wasn't he used to be a fighter? Dominic Cruz? Yeah, dude. He just got his nose broken by Cheeto Vera. Yeah, and he does commentary, right? Yeah, he's a stud. He's super intelligent. I feel like you're being sarcastic. He is. No, yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Couldn't get... I feel like you've said something about him before. No. Nothing. Okay. Christmas striking in the UFC. Jonathan Martinez, you heard it here last. He's going to <laughs> win bonus 50K. And then if he gets... This is going to be his fourth night? fight in the UFC. I mean, his fourth win here. Going to be a problem in the top 15. It's going to be a real That'd be issue. Cool. It's going to be a real issue. What do you mean it's going to be cool? If he got... Into the top 15? Yeah. Dude, he's going to light people up in the top 15. Because he's going to stay on his feet. It's going to be sick. It's going to be amazing. And then I'm predicting Alexa Grasso to win via TKO. TKO. Boxing. Boxing. Technical knockout. Yeah, 100%. Let's get into like some fun stuff, though. That's the card. I just... I'm, bro- I'm really just using this as a platform to vent all my feelings towards all of the amazing news that has come out so far. All right, ready? Okay. What's the first thing that Kellen's going to do? I'm going to put my... We're going to put our mic back for this one because this is serious. This is serious stuff. What happened? What got announced? Birthday present. I didn't need it. Birthday present? I don't present? need a present. An early birthday present. But the UFC decided to give me one anyway with Shavkat Rachmanov <laughs> and... Jeff Neal. I mean, what are we doing here? This is going to be one of the sickest fights of the year. All right. Wait, is it going to be at the end what of the year? What card is that? Yeah. Let me, <laughs> Let me like check this out. It's like at the beginning of next year. Can you talk and fill it in while I'm typing? Jeez. Oh, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> so next week we'll have a new review for you guys. Movie review because on Friday we're going to oh, see no, Halloween dude. ends. Yes. So next week, look forward to that movie review. I can't guarantee it's going to be a positive, good one. I mean, it's not been the best series, but Kel and I have seen all of them. So we're keeping with the tradition and going to see it. Yeah, baby. It was so embarrassing today. It was dead silent. We're doing an assignment. My stomach just growls because I haven't eaten a single morsel of food today. And I'm Kellen, just doing you need this. To eat. My brain. You guys. It's 5.05 I'm trying. PM. You tr- haven't eaten anything? I'm just giving my thoughts and knowledge, okay? You're telling me you came home from school and didn't eat a single thing. I've only I only came home for like 20 minutes and then we started doing this. I started preparing for this. Did you get it a granola bar, like I said? I just got water. It has nutrients. You're pissing me off. You can't <laughs> not eat. Okay, can we talk about Shavkat? Guys, he has an eating disorder. I don't. And it's called he, not having No, con. it's called food <laughs> comes first. Water comes first, then food, then UFC, and then no, the 49ers. You need to eat. 49ers UFC is kind of like a... 
You should have gotten, you need to buy a box of granola bars and eat them or have them in your car. Or your mom has kind bars that are in the freezer. Why didn't you just eat one? I'm not pitying myself. No, I know you're not. That's the annoying part is you should be like, oh, I'm stupid for not eating or I'm so hungry or whatever. I will eat after this. Here, let, let me ask you a question right now. Someone comes up to you and says, Bianca, I'll give you a million dollars to fight in the UFC. But I'm going to give you five, so five so years to train. Topic. I'm going to give you five years to train. So you're trying to change the subject. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would do it. I'm giving you five years to train. Easy money. What country are you going to? What country am I going to train in? Yeah. Brazil. Really? You're not going to go to Machachkala, Russia? <laughs> rather not go Why? to Russia. <laughs> she just wants to go to Brazil for the men. No. <laughs> no, you could, go, you could go to Ananda. New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> we'll go New City Zealand. City kickboxing, yeah? Mm, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. She almost pulled out our special accent because it gets her excited. <laughs> So you would go to Brazil over Down Under? No, actually, I would go to New Zealand because that Wait, would... New Zealand or Australia? New Zealand. Okay. Just because the language barrier, I think I would be able to... You mean you can't just bust out your uh, Portuguese? No. Portuguese is like one of the main... You mean you don't just have that in your back pocket? Portuguese is like a language that I hear and I'm like, how is this a language? Like, there's only a few languages that I'm like... They're literally just saying That's random That's how I feel about some sounds. of the Scottish people on uh, Great British British Bake Off. <laughs> it sounds like, I'm like, all right. Shout out to James. That's what we're We're making. so sorry you oh, got eliminated. Yeah, you got screwed there, homie. Should have been Carol, bro. <laughs> sorry. Oh, fact. Okay, 1,000%. On topic, I, Portuguese is an extremely hard language to understand oh, or learn. God. I cannot imagine. It's it's the coolest yeah it's crazy it's awesome but i i but they also like brazilians are the most badass i feel like so it would be like they look hard i think it would be the best place for me to physically like train and learn but mentally i'd rather be in new zealand than in brazil i don't know where i'd train like i where i'd probably just go somewhere here where does uh the uh that one no, Chinese guy you country, like. Though? That one Chinese guy you like. He's team alpha male. Let's not press our face against the mic. It's fun. No. It's so soft. No, because it makes noise. God, put it back in the socket. <laughs> I, like I can't trust it. you with it. <laughs> God. Back in the socket. Um, What are we even talking about? You need to answer Jeff it. Jeff Neil Vershavka Rachmanov. Do we need this birthday present? No, but we got it anyway. It's more of a and Christmas present. Christmas present. Your it's birthday is not till... My birthday isn't even until next year, okay? Till March. Shafkot versus Jeff Neal. We don't deserve it, but we're going to get it anyway. Early 2023, all right? And early analysis, early predictions from your ex- truly... Yours truly, the expert. <laughs> your from no- your ex-truly... Ex- Let's not touch the... Um, remember the last time you just pressed the button there and it sounded like an electrical storm? All right. Kellen has um, PTSD last time I touched the mic. Sorry. Um, yeah. It's okay. Shavkar Romano for Jeff Neal. My segment here is that immediate thinking is that Shavkar Romanov has ran through everybody he's fought. Cowboy, Oliveira, 
Michelle Pizaris, Neil Magny, Carlson Harris, everybody <laughs> that he's fought in the UFC ran through. All right. But Jeff Neal came in there and beat like what the number six welterweight in the world in Vicente Luque. Shout out props to Vicente. You're the man. You gave Jeff Neal a shot and Jeff Neal took advantage of it. I'm sorry. That's just the, that's just the nature of the business. But Jeff Neal, I'm going to say this. The guy has had some tough fights. Like his fight against um, Santiago Ponzinibbio, who arguably, most definitely actually, is the most underappreciated welterweight in the entire UFC division. But in the welterweight division, Jeff Neal's coming on, all right? And his left hand, baby, his hooks, he's not afraid to spam that. He's not afraid to go R1, uh, triangle, or square. I think those are the punches in UFC 4. He's not afraid to go hooks all day long and just break <laughs> that your guard. That was a good, a good little analogy, or what, what would that be called? We're just going to move on from okay. that. <laughs> just kidding. But if he if he manages to land one, I'm going to say that it could it could, it could could rock Shavkat and we could get a completely he different could, fight than we're expecting. It's just, can this fight, this is going to be... You guys are never going to be the same after I tell you this. Can Jeff Neal stay on the feet? <laughs> That's the key. If he can stay on the feet here and stuff takedowns when Shafgat's feeling uncomfortable. That's the title of this video. Can Jeff Neal stay on the feet? We'll find out. Yes. Yes, yes, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll 100% do that. That will be the title. <laughs> if Shafgat gets uncomfortable and can't take Jeff down, I trust Shafgat's his striking, obviously. He never telegraphs anything his spinning heel kicks to the head he seems like he lands him every freaking fight and then his obviously striking kicks everything everything is so tight and crisp and it just stings the hell out of you every time he touches you so i'm just saying <laughs> shavkat I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards shavkat just because he's the more well-rounded fighter i believe he has more ways to win than jeff neal it's just jeff neal Going in there and beating Vicente Luque and finishing Vicente Luque. Vicente's never been finished in his life. It's going to be tough. <laughs> to go against Shavkat, but... It must be done. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Jeff Neal, and especially now. The guy's cranked up his career. I think he was still a little bit iffy coming in after his what he had some bad illness and stuff. But now we're getting the Jeff Neal that ran and buzzsawed through Mike Perry when Mike Perry was looking pretty nice actually and we, when we thought Ugh. that was going to be like one of the fights of the year mm -hmm. jeff neal completely put a skibosh on that my dad's like you thought this was going to be a good fight i was like yeah i thought it was going to be a good fight but it wasn't yeah. a good fight but that's my early prediction is is going to win via submission because he's going to try to get it to the ground but that's actually probably not going to happen because everything <laughs> i say doesn't happen so jeff neal is going to stuff all the takedowns and it's going to be a war and shavkat's going to have his gilbert burns -esque other one moment. will be great Either scenario. I yeah. feel like we'll be good. I think Shavkat versus Jeff. It's going to kick the year off with an absolute bang, bang, baby. But that's my predictions there, all right? Don't count Neil out, but Shavkat's got more ways to win, and we got to remember that. It's not easy to sub Neil Magny, but it's also not easy to finish Vicente. What are you going to take? What What has more <laughs> weight, you know? That's what, we have to, that's what we have to say. All right, next clip. <laughs> Jan, this Jan is Mahovich. where Kellen's gonna clip that. Jan Mahovich. <laughs> Wait, let's find our. How Instagram much more team. do we got today? Just a few more. Just a few more. Ready? A few more. Really what? quick. Really quick. Really quick. Just a fight announcement. It's been an absolute a barrage of just. Charlton Almeida. 
just a lot of stuff. Neil, um, this is quick though. Magomed's gonna get his title shot after he beats Jan Blachowicz, and that's a fact on God. He's I predicted he's going to make light work of Jan. I don't know if that's a really that big of a hot take, but yeah, that guy's body and also, I is really, that guy that the you're covering him right now. Uh, Phil, Fresh Prince. Yeah, this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Nico Price. He looks like a swimmer, bro. Literally the most broad shoulders and longest arms you'll ever see. I like his mustache. Yeah. That's kind of sick. He reminds That's me gonna of be a like Phil Rovers. Nico Price is going to be a killer fight. Yeah, that looks like a good Both one. Both long as shit, and they're going to just go <laughs> at it. Both like to dabble in the grappling as well. You used to not cuss. This is what happens when you just get the best fights ever announced and the best promotion ever announced. And I, I just mean, realized he, I'll he never does get cuss, hired. But I mean, you used to not cuss on video because you know we we like them monetized. We like making that money. Cody Ko cusses and he gets money. I thought you're not allowed to cuss or you get demonetized. No. I think it depends. No, I don't think that's true. There's plenty of people that cuss. Then why do people bleep it out? Because hmm? it, it, it depends. It depends on what organization you work for, I think. Yeah, I think and some also, companies can't cuss. Well, because also, like, like some ESPN. they want to target for children. Well, yeah, and you're if not going to say the F word in a kid's video. Yeah, but if you do, you have to bleep it or it gets demonetized. Yeah, but why would you cuss in a kid's video? Well, no, I mean like, <laughs> like a We're going to the young field trip. Uh, <laughs> okay, what are what we talking are about you here? What are talking about, bro? What are we saying? I freaking completely forgot. Okay, last thing. Last things first. We have a few couple things. <laughs> this is why I can't act because last things first. <laughs> couple things left. Last thing. Last things first. Couple um, things. Should we just get to? I was going to look through the fights and then I get sidetracked. Why would we look through the fights that we're going to end up Ow. talking about Kevin later? Holland's back. Okay, Kevin Holland's back after about retiring. When he, what? He retired and then he gets the most nice matchup ever and he's like, yeah, I'll fight There's Steven no Thompson. way he retired. He's literally like 28. No, he's back. He's back though. Now, God, I feel like there was something I was really going to just oh. hit, hit, hit home with you guys. And I just never got the chance because I get too sidetracked because Bianca just sidetracks me. Um, now, fun topic. Fun topics? Um, I'm, going, I'm holding my mic. I'm sorry, but... This is what I'm going to say right now. Is that... What are we going to do? How much longer, okay? This is the grand old question. Million dollar question. How much more will it take in order to consider Charles Dubronx Oliveira? Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Is Dubronx his nickname? Yeah. Because he's from the Bronx. That's du- like his favela. Dubronx. Yeah. Dubronx. It's the sickest name ever. There's How- no way Charles Oliveira grew up in the Bronx. It's in Brazil. Oh. I thought you meant... Dummy moment. Like here in no. New York. Bruh. Bruh. Is that where the Bronx Bruh. is? Yes, okay. there's the Bronx. The Bronx. What are we doing here? <laughs> I thought that was a fancy way of saying the Bronx. Jesus Christ. I feel like I have to do like three separate intros for my segments. <laughs> so, here we go. Okay, go ahead. Scene. Scene. <laughs> and how much more? How much more is it going to take? I can't do it like that, bro. <laughs> Guys, we're back. So Bianca obviously interrupts me every time, but 
how much more is it gonna take, okay, in order to consider Charles de Bronx Oliveira from Shoot the Box the best lightweight on planet Earth? Like of all time, how much is it gonna take in order for like, him to become the goat? What convincing does more convincing does it need? Like, does a finish over Islam Makhachev, who is basically uh, basically Habib, minus getting frozen by a knockout many moons ago, well, th- could that put him over the edge as the greatest? Yeah. You think so? Because it's, okay, if you think about yes. it, it's the same, similar style fighters. It's basically Habib, but it's not Habib. It's Islam. Like, I think that, well, yeah, obviously, okay? <laughs> we get it. Okay, you turned it off. Bye. But, you probably logged off my video by now. But, I honestly believe that that could be the indicator of whether or not he's the best because if he can deal with this type of style there's going to be so many questions as to whether or not habib could beat him you know yeah because it's like the same fighter basically if not if not okay because how many tile defenses did uh habib have not that many what he beat gaichi poirier connor and he beat uh, our boy, bro. Oh my god, I literally hate myself. We're gonna cut. Where Kellen's gonna do a jump? Poirier? Cut. No, it was uh, Ally Quinta duh, in New York. It was jump like a, cut. <laughs> jump cut. But yeah, I honestly believe that maybe. What am I even talking about, <laughs> dude? This is so bad, bro. Um. <laughs> You believe that... What? I believe that I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, though, because I was looking at their win streaks and I screenshotted them, and I'm just saying that, like, Charles has arguably had a just as tough of a road just to defend his titles, even though he isn't technically the champion. But if he gets the belt over Islam Makachev and defends it maybe what three more times that could maybe put him because everybody's gonna say khabib's the go everything khabib's just the go in general mm-hmm. but it's like i don't know bro it's it's plausible that in a few wins from now especially with the convincing finish over islam that he becomes considered the goat by many people especially considering he's way more exciting to watch than khabib he's yeah. not afraid to like put himself at risk in order to get a dub yeah i feel like khabib was just so dominant that he never like that, that's just the more exciting part about Charles is that he's faced a ton of adversity. We never saw Habib. So, I mean, that could that's honestly so be like, he could be the goat considering the fact that he started from the bottom and now he's here, you know, but yeah, mom's home now. So dogs are going off. But last thing oh, that I God. wanted to talk yeah. about really fast. Yes. What's the last thing is that God, I hate my dog so much, but the last thing is Volk is doing the backup. Is going to be back up at UFC 280. Okay. Volk- Alexander Volkanovsky. And I was just thinking it because I was going to make a segment after this is would Volk actually fight? Because if you give a title shot to Volk, I feel like he's guaranteed he would take one against Charles Oliveira. But you're not going to tell me. I am just finding it super hard to believe. Like I'm not knocking tra- uh, Alexander Volkanovsky's toughness or anything or a skill level, but it is just hard for me to believe that he would take a fight against Islam Makhachev. Like, there's just no way in hell, dude. Yeah. That style does, is not good. And I know that you train with guys like Brad Quick, Riddell, or, and, like, some of the best, obviously, like, Israel Adesanya. 
But dude, these are like the sharks. These are the main guys at lightweight. And even fighting Charles Oliveira, I don't obviously think that Volkanovski can beat Charles Oliveira, but I think Islam Makachev, if he gets by Charles, is an extremely tougher fight than if Charles beats Islam and um, Volk has to fight. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just That's just the way it is. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just styles make fights. Like Alexander obviously has a better chance against Charles because Charles is more willing to stand up, but... I don't know, dude. It's like Different I just am just finding it really hard to imagine no matter how much of a bag they throw at Volk that he'll take a fight against Islam because that is no fun. And also, <laughs> I, like I stated prior, there's some serious dudes that are just barely ranked in that division. Some guys that aren't even ranked and that I think would give, obviously, Alexander Volkanovsky serious issues. Yeah. So like... That would make more sense. And like, Benil Dariush is pissed a top five lightweight that Volk is getting this opportunity to be backup, but at the same time, it throws a little bit of um and things. But at the same time, we're not going to see this happen yeah. because both those guys are going to get locked in the octagon. Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makachev is a must has to happen. Yeah, it has to, and it's going to be the greatest fight ever. But that's what my segment was. I just don't think that I just don't think our boy Alexander Volkanovsky is going to take that fight against Islam Makachev. There's no way he's going to go be like, yeah, I'm going to go down. But if Charles <laughs> beats Islam. Alexander's like, bro, I'm going to hop all over this ride because it's going to be like Charles beat Islam. And then if I have a chance of beating Charles, it's going to make me look like the absolute goat of all time. Because obviously, we, like we just talked about, Islam is has the same style as Khabib was like, supposed to be the goat. So it's going to be crazy. That's going to be, Because then yeah. if, if Alexander somehow just gets by Charles, I guess we have to say Alexander Volkovsky is the goat. Because we'll, because he'll never fight Islam Akachev. I just really believe that. I could be hella wrong, but... I actually think you're right. I agree, though. From an outsider. Yeah. Because it's not as much money, obviously, even though it is a title fight, and it's not going to be as exciting because we see our boy Islam Akachev pick up big boys like Dan Hooker and just throw you <laughs> on the ground and choke you out. Those are the guys that probably big give boys. Alexander Volkanovsky trouble in training camp, you know? So that's True. all I have to say today because Dan Hooker and alex train together i'm pretty sure but yeah that's all we'll get this out soon boys and then we're gonna do an episode after next week no, oh i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do a quick one and hopefully my computer doesn't crash that would but suck yeah. sorry for all the interruptions very odd episode might have to do a little editing but you'll be fine they like it raw <laughs> <laughs> okay Not well wrong. see you next week <laughs>